and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 203 of There's No Place I Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace, and my chair is very low today. <laughs> That's okay. I just, y'all needed to know that, apparently. Um, we'll, blame, today, we'll blame Nick. We're going, yes, because I'm short and he's not. But it's funny because at home I have the same chair, and then a Jesse uh-huh. sits That's in a, it, and yeah. it's the same level of lowness. Uh-huh. So... What happens is my knees go up too high and then my knees start to hurt. Because I don't know how they sit in it. Their legs are longer than mine. I don't know. I'm... I think they just stretch forward. I just need... Mine is usually at a height that I can comfortably fold all my legs underneath. See, I like like to sit up straight because I'm a weirdo. And so if my legs are not at that perfect right angle, it starts to hurt. Oh, by the way, this is SG1. (laughs) Season 9. Episode six. Yes. Beachhead. Beachhead. AKA not a hair reference unless hair reference unless you're talking about Sam who has great hair and she's back. Sam has great hair. Yes. Um mine is you don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you gain over a planet. <laughs> Jeebus. And turn it into a black hole. Black hole planet. Won't la, la, you la. plan it? <laughs> Something in um, the rain. Yeah, we'll see if we come up with a better oh, one. They're gonna be while weird. we go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything happen? I have one pop culture and one not pop culture. It's just been. I'm back in school. Yeah. Um, You're doing a little bit of torture to yourself. This I'm. Semester. I am definitely torturing myself. A little bit of masochism there. Uh, here's the thing. I can see the finish line, and <laughs> I've never run anything bigger than a five k. Yeah, because we ran I'm that a together. runner. Yeah. Well, I've done a couple, but so well, here's the, the thing. The last one I would yeah, say yeah, yeah. together is what I meant. But it's that idea of like when you're running or when you're doing something like that or a marathon of some sort. When you can see the finish line, as exhausted as you are, you're like, I'm just going to fucking sprint. I'm just going to sprint to the end. And I can see the end of my school career. Mm -hmm. I can see it. It's so close. (laughs) So I'm sprinting. I've packed on more classes than usual in the hopes that I can cut my two-year timeline to one year. (laughs) So I'm slicing that last time in half. Um... And so I'm taking a full school schedule, like if I was not working and I was an actual like child out of high school, I'm taking a full school load um, and I'm still working full time uh, and doing all the other things that I do. Like I went to, I went to school with people who didn't have a job Uh and went to school full time that till took longer than you are going to take in college. I want to be done. I want to be done, not in the sense of I hate it, I want to be out of here, but I want to complete this. I've been putting so much towards it that I want to be able to wrap it up. Well, you also would like the rest of your life back. Eventually, I'd like to read a book and, and, and look, I probably still will underline it and tabby it and oh, put yeah. questions in the margins, I do that. but I want to do it for myself. For myself. <laughs> um, but the other torture I did do to myself is I'm taking two 
concurrent writing classes because I've picked up a minor because finishing wasn't enough in itself. Yeah. I needed to finish and pick up a minor. Of course. Um, Now, here's the thing. Secretly, there's a plan. There's a reason for that. Because I picked up the minor, I'm allowed to take more 100-level courses. (laughs) Because I've got to get the classes for the minor. Uh Otherwise, I'd have to take only upper-level electives as a senior. And I don't want to do that. I mean, my senior is when I think I'm pretty sure I've mentioned on this podcast before Mm -hmm. I got to take the physics of science fiction class. Because I needed an elective. But yeah, I think. And dragged my friend to that. Um, I think it's good. She only mildly hated it. <laughs> we used to discuss it. Um, I, had, I, I had a couple. Well, like, you know, it's come in handy. It has. Yes. Uh-huh. But we had a couple of. I didn't have like a job in college. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the rules of my particular funding scholarship. Oh, yes. And. But I did have a couple sort of through the university. Oh, and yeah. shocker, like work study programs. Kind of. I didn't get any credit. Okay. I just got paid minimum. Yeah, it's a work study. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a security guard for college. <laughs> and my, I, I worked with my friend, yeah. Wendy, who I took the class with. It was the sure. same semester. And so we used to sit in front of the Barry Event Center, which is the hockey stadium, mm. the hockey arena. Yes. And uh, would would partially direct people where to go as they were going in for the hockey games and yeah. also make sure that people who did did not park in the handicap spots unless they had a handicap sticker. Fair. That was my security job. Um, I so did. we stood out in the night in the cold in market. I'm gonna discussing science fiction with each other. I'm gonna make you mad at me. Yeah, <laughs> I did take a job through school uh-huh. <laughs> at some point, yeah, yeah. but but it was stuff I was already doing. Oh no, I have no problem with I've that because I've done like a part of the note taker network. Yeah, so it's like I mean I'm gonna take notes anyway. Uh huh. And they're probably get paid to do it. Ton better than most other people. Yeah, um, they're decent. They're pretty decent. And the nice thing is, you only have to Heard take notes. Decent is still way well, better than most people. You know what? I'm so here's the thing is for the note takers, you only have to do the in-class notes cuz yeah. the idea is that it's an equal opportunity school, everybody gets the right yeah. to get an education. So if someone uh has a physical or mental or, yeah. or emotional Just, inability not easily take notes to well. take notes, then they should be able to get the stuff to take home anyway. 100% the experience in class. Um my mind doesn't know how to do one thing at a time. No. So it's perfect because I'm like, yes, you speak, I write, and then I uh, ponder questions for, of what you said seven yeah. seconds ago while I'm listening to the thing you're saying currently, mm-hmm. and I'm still okay with it. And then I look back at it later. Yeah. <laughs> and then I study that, and then I look back at it again, and there's like rough drafts. No, actually, well, to, I used to take rough draft of notes. Yeah. The way that I... I comprehend things, and it's still... It's why I can't have a digital planner. Yeah. I have to have a handwritten-out planner. It's, it is... A, I think it's proven scientifically yeah. that handwritten notes are retained. So I would have my easier. slapdash ones I took in class, mm. and then I would go through and, like, bullet journal before they were bullet journals, and, yeah. like, color code and organize them for my yeah. notes. See, I don't do that. I don't yeah. bullet journal. I'm just old school. It, it looks like an outline. Yeah. Um, with random highlight this. This yeah. is an important concept. My my, you know that's what it is. My notes are very conceptual. I don't give you any like 
I mean, literal information. Yeah, yeah. No, I mine were also notes about just having design because I would collect uh, um, gel pens because yeah. this was full in the gel pen oh, heights. The era of the gel pen. So I would have an entire thing full of different color pens and would be nice. like glitter gel pen this is the important stuff and i would have like a different color codes for each class i learned that that for me takes too much work but that was it but was yeah just my, i hear you you know thing um it's good times also, we're not here to talk about notes. art student <laughs> yeah fair so we're here um, well no before before we get in there so oh the yeah two things and one uh it has been pointed out to me correctly so that i have been uh neglecting mentioning a show for many weeks now, oh. uh, I am finally caught up on the Expanse. I don't even know. So I, I think you've. I'm pretty sure Jesse has read the first book. Oh. Levi, I think it's Leviathan Wakes. It's that this, sounds familiar. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic series. Brother Matt turned me onto it, uh, and the show has now been picked up by Amazon Prime. Is that what it sounds like? It's now on Amazon Prime. I want to say it was on Sci-Fi before him, but I don't forget because I've actually watched it on the channel. Mm-hmm. It is probably the best hard science fiction series. Okay. Uh, in terms of realistic depiction of what it's like to be and live in space. It takes place in the... In space? Does it, it take place in space? Partly. Is it space place? Not all of it. Why don't they call it space place? <laughs> Uh, but it's just it's it's not in the it's in the far future, but not like crazy far future. Okay, you you still see a lot of the machinations today's society. Nice. Um, but we've colonized Mars, and there is generations of people who have uh, grown up and settled the um, the belt. Okay, and the difference in. They've done all this research in terms of what a Martian accent would look like, sound like, and like the Belters have their own accent and dialect and language and everything. Oh, interesting. And it's this mix of cultures that have formed that, and so the accents are different depending on who settled that area of the belt and everything. I have to, I have to bring, okay. You would super dig it. Well, I've got to tell, I've got to ask one of my professors if he's watched it, Uh because... So day one is always icebreakers yeah, and things, yeah. and you're just kind of learning how everybody thinks. And one of my intro courses, uh, the professor, I can't remember, he, he, doctor, doctor professor. The teacher person. Yeah, they're, they're all doctors. This is an insanely amazing school. Doctor <laughs> professor man was saying how he's looking forward to a Mars dating show. But like oh. the people, like but to where it's almost like a survivor bachelor. Interesting. So this would have been before the expanse. Yeah, interesting. In the timeline of how things oh, happen. Yeah, hundred percent before. But the I want to see what he thinks of the expanse. Because they're talking, they're they're it's the long term terraform sure, processing yeah. on Mars, and it's it's kind of this expected thing that every Martian um, does his like their time. Okay. In the terraforming process for future generations. Oh, yeah. But then it's just a really fantastic series where a a alien proto molecule life form then it inserts itself as a new player in very tense earth martian <sighs> belter 
diplomatic issues. Because, so the, the Martians are human in yeah. race. 100%. But it was a colony, and then they nationality want their independence. Not. Yeah. Got it. Not anything earthly. They're not, not Tari. Earthly. Well, they're yeah. Tari, but they're not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds cool. And so the Belters also want their own independence. It's really interesting. I'll give it an episode. I'll, I'll give. I will find time to give it one episode before the next record. Okay. It's 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 all on Amazon Prime. Okay. It's yeah. It's quite interesting, and it's it's like probably not today because I have to write probably not two today. stories and yeah, finish. Yeah. We finished chapters. the fourth season. I'm already behind. It's not even been a full week. I forgot that today is Monday, and then I have class tomorrow. It is Monday. And yeah. I thought, well, surprise, y'all. We were usually record on Sunday. Yeah. Well, I uh, thought today was Sunday, and that I had more time well, to do homework. The reason we're recording on a Monday, besides the fact that it is a holiday, is uh, if you remember, around this time last year, we oh, had yeah. a couple tangent cast episodes because it was wedding season. Because tomorrow, the day this goes out. Is our one year anniversary? Is it? Tom- oh, it is tomorrow. It is you tomorrow. You got married the Sunday. We got married Monday. You got married Monday. We when? got married on the actual holiday last year. Oh. Yeah. Oh, tomorrow is the twenty. 20- oh yeah. yeah. So we uh we went camping this past weekend. Uh, got our in dog, indoor dog outdoors. <laughs> and it was lots <laughs> that of fun. Fine. But we. We're not able to record. Yeah, it was not great times. Um, I had my dates wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that also means that it's Drakey's Gotcha Day in like two days. It is, because hey, you got on the next day. As you guys are listening to this, it is one day before Drakey's Gotcha Day. And Drakey and I share a birthday. Yep, you do. He's very connected to Auntie Nixie in a lot of ways. It's because he's adorable. This week on Dog Things, on Dog Talk. Yeah. There's no place like dogging. Um, Drakey has figured out that he is a dog. And yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but I think to dog owners this will, who've had very yeah. little puppies, yeah, that'll make sense. Like, where they finally realize that they're dogs, that they're not another human. Yeah. Or they're not, you're not the, like, they realize that they have these abilities that I don't. That humans don't. Yeah. And so he's, he's, he's finally figured out his bark. And it's adorable and cute. Well, Miss Kaylee Thor, on the other hand, until we had lunch where there was kids and she was trying to herd them, did remarkably well. A camping. Was surprisingly silent, even when a fox was stalking our camping site, was still protective, but did quiet barks. What if, if we took the boys, would they eat a fox? I mean, if they can catch the fox. I mean... Foxes this are thing sly. moved real damn fast. Yeah, I bet. Um, um, our boys would be on leashes, so. I well, guess. Kaylee actually got to be off leash for uh-huh. most of yesterday morning. I don't until trust she... my boys off leash. I <laughs> had to. I had to. I had to learn to have faith in mm-hmm. Kaylee, and yeah. she was really good yeah. for a couple hours until she wanted to trot over to the other campsite to say hi to their dog, <laughs> and we're like, "Get back here! Yeah, you're now on the leash. <laughs> yeah, this is not no go." Um, Good times. But this is not, this is also not Camp Gate. <laughs> this is <laughs> Stargate. Not a test. You did see a lot of stars, though. I saw shooting stars, too. Nice. Uh, August 19th, 2005. Woo! 
written by Mr. Brad Wright, directed by Mr. Brad Turner. It's the Brad and Brad show. Brads and Brads and Brads. Got it. So I don't know if I mentioned last time Colonel Lionel Pentel- Pendergast. Wow, it's a lot of names. Yes, was was on uh, that we saw him. But Barkley Hope okay. plays Lieutenant Lionel. Just love the name Lionel. Uh, Pendergast. Uh, he is also, if you watch Riverdale. I have watched Riverdale. know him. He is Claudius Blossom. Oh, Cheryl's dad? Yeah, I believe he's the patriarch of the Blossom yes, family. Yes, got it. And he's actually married to Lindsay Collins, who is Dr. Biro from Atlantis, the pathologist. We only see her a couple times. Okay. But yeah. I'm so not used to the doctors other than the psych doctor. Yeah. Well, we've only, <laughs> we like in Hot Zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. We okay. saw her a little bit. Yeah. Got it. Uh, she was, I believe, the you one who You think there's just, like, the these autopsy. giant Stargate parties where everybody just hangs out and I mean, things. I assume. And there's, like, a pool that looks like a Stargate. I assume. And they drink blue drinks. It's canon to me. Yes. Uh, and obviously I need to, uh, mention Mari Chaikin. Chaukin? I don't actually know how to pronounce his last name. But he is Neris. Oh, okay. But... You know him. You've seen him. War Games, My Cousin Vinny, Dance of the Wolves. Uh, he original sheriff in Eureka, which is... I should be better at this. <laughs> I did not recognize him. And what I remember him from the most, which is sort of my touchstone for mm-hmm. him, most actors you have the touchstone, sure. is one of my favorite hockey films of all time, oh. Mystery Alaska. Oh, I know of that film. <laughs> it is so good. I dig it. So good. Um, And unfortunately, he did pass a few years ago in 2010. 10. Fairly young. He was like 61. Hopefully, he got some seedless grapes. Hopefully. I'll touch (laughs) on seedless grapes when we get there. Also, if you watched Fringe, you will recognize the prior Ian Butcher was also the Observer, playing very similar to the same character, honestly. (laughs) He's got a type. He does. So previously, Teal'c tells us on Stargate SG-1, mm-hmm. Cam begged Sam to come back. Uh, this is now the beginning of when I write my notes. Cam and Sam are very close to each other. That's the It's going to be fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to have to have a portmanteau when they team up. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll I mean, Cam-Sam works, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll get there. It's got to happen organically. Um, but Cam begs begged Sam to come back, but Plot and Amanda Reason said that she couldn't just quite yet. Mm-hmm. Daniel and Vala were connected via bracelets, and the Orion Prior are assholes. Yes, in case you forgot, these are all the things. And now, on Stargate, um, the Prior has showed up on a former Gould-controlled world, the Jaffa yes. world now. I'm going to call it Defiant Jaffa Planet. That works. That, yeah. that works very well. <laughs> Armed with staff weapons. Yeah. I believe his name is Latal is about to tell the prior where he can stick his new religion and his gods. Tell him. While someone else is like, can we take a step back? Yeah. Think about this for a second. <laughs> no. So they pull their staff weapons on the prior who is meditating. Because yeah. <laughs> he's weird. That's Close enough. I mean, he's, he's yeah. like chanting. He's uh-huh. meditating. Um... In, and there's still an open wormhole behind him, and they, the, the locals tell the prior that he can go on and fuck off. Yeah, basically, in so many words. They're like, hey, Powder, get the fuck out of here. He um, doesn't, doesn't take it well, mm-hmm. and he says that one way or another, this world will serve the Ori's purpose, and all the Jaffa open fire. 
doesn't do much. The nope. prior has his sanctuary own bubble for shield. Yeah, yep. sanctuary bubble. Mm-hmm. And the orb starts glowing, and he sort of like force pushes yeah. all of Jaffa so far away <laughs> that we lose sight of them. That's not good. That's probably bad for them. Well, at the same time, a force field raises up in a dome, encompassing him and the Stargate, while the prior continues meditating. That's probably not good either. Probably not. This is going to be bad. Credits. Dun, 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 dun. At the SGC, sometime later, uh, Walter announces an unscheduled off-world activation. It's text only. No IDC. <laughs> yeah. And somehow there's no one in this control room who can read Gould. Someone in that room should always be able to read Gould. So I will give them maybe a whole thing of like, well, there's no more system lords. It's not as much that. Like, but you still have a lot of people in the galaxy who read and write Gould. Or at least a cheat sheet. At least a cheat sheet. H- how to read Gould. No, it's more of there should be software that can translate things. Well, that's I have stuff that can translate any web page that I go to that's into fair. basically any language. Well, it's 2005. <laughs> like, but no, there you need a you need a, an ability to troubleshoot that. There should be a Google to English translator mm-hmm. on that computer. There should be something for your overnight weekend team yeah. to be able to be like well, I can't tell you exactly what it says with the finesse of Dr. Daniel Jackson. However, <laughs> I can tell you crudely that it says, hey, fuck off, fire happening. Exactly. Something. So Landry heads to where SG-1 is adorably playing 2 on 2 basketball. the dream team this of, is... of Valentino. <laughs> the dream team. It's, yeah. it's Earth Boys vs. Aliens. Here's what I would have loved to see. <laughs> yeah. Is them playing chicken in a pool. <laughs> because no matter how you set that up, that is a sexy, sexy game of chicken. Yes. <laughs> it is the it is the uh the volleyball scene of Stargate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and think about that now. Wait, are But we also thinking... I think Vala would take down whoever is on, on the other side's top. Probably. Yeah. Probably. It should probably take that. If, the reason is she plays dirtier that's than what anyone I mean. else. Yeah. Like, she would actually, I think Cam is probably stronger than Daniel, but she would have a harder time taking uh, Daniel down because Daniel is aware of how dirty she plays yes. and would play just as dirty back. Yes. Yeah. And I think there's also, there's also just that little bit of, yeah, no one else would want to play as dirty. <laughs> or, or Like, they might get violent. They might turn into Monopoly they Grace. They might turn into Monopoly Grace. <laughs> or want to give Vala any ideas of what they're trying to pull. Yeah. Because <laughs> she yeah. would make it all dirty. She would just pants them. She would. Yeah. 100%. She would just be like, I'm just going to take your shorts, and now you're you're embarrassed, and I won. Haha, <laughs> 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 bye. Uh, teal lifting Vala up so she can slam dunk yes. is the best. Only two Vala and Teal butt bumping. <laughs> I, I don't it. know if Teal was as involved in it, but that's okay. But it's, it doesn't matter. He's there, he had a butt, and he was bumped. Um, also, just Daniel playing sports. Sports is ball, Daniel, is great. Hot. I'm not against the sports ball. It's just good all around. <laughs> like this whole scene is just fun. It's just the team bonding yeah. that they're doing. They're learning they're learning how to be around each other and just team enjoy marking. each other's presence. Get so stinky. Lan- Landry catches the rebound as he walks through. Uh, anyone here of the gold nearest? Mm. 
Uh, Teal'c knows of him. He served under Ball for centuries, and Vala does too. He's like, she's like, you don't want to know. She's like, he's a piece of garbage. Bye. And then she's like, yeah, I do. Um, reasons are we're just gonna go with the fact that I'm in charge and I asked you a question. <laughs> Unlike uh, apparently the actual nearest in Greek mythology, at least as far as I know, um, he's more like a study in gluttony. He's, all he's that robot from Futurama. He is. Yeah. Cal- no. Is it Calcutron? Cal- no. no. Calculon is the Not soap Calculon. opera star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come back to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> in all, it, yeah, he's a study in gluttony in all appetites. And disgusting. And Daniel does also add that he is a major gold inventor as well. And apparently Landry says... Oh, hedonism bot. Duh. Oh. <laughs> Duh. How silly that we could forget the super obvious name that they give him. Yeah, I did not think it was that obvious. Uh, Landry <laughs> says that Neris is offering to work with us. Hmm. Um, by the way, I like that he did find someone else besides Daniel to translate it. Yeah. He didn't just come going, Daniel, can you translate Can things? you be the only person in the, all of the world? that it, Maybe Daniel finally went, hey, <laughs> let's have somebody else fucking learn. Can maybe he just got backup? sick of it. Yeah. He's like, I don't get to go on Prometheus because I have to sit here in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Teal'c immediately implores to Landry that Neris cannot be trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, but before Landry leaves, he takes one shot and sinks it because, if you didn't know, fun fact, Bo Bridges is super good at basketball. Nice. I like that. Like, played in college. Wanted to play pro. Was he in Hoosiers? Probably not. Um, here's, I, want, I want to bring up a point of contention. I've never seen Hoosiers, and I lived in Indiana. We're going to watch Hoosiers. Only if we get to watch Rudy. Fine. We're going to do a day. For reasons. Uh-huh. He is not a hobbit in that movie. He's (laughs) always a hobbit. Um, All hobbits are always hobbits. That includes Dominic Monaghan in Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Even backwards in time. Poor Shana. He has this great um, film uh, uh, library before the Hobbit, before the Lord of the Rings movies, and yet he's still just a hobbit. No, whoa, whoa! No one is just a hobbit. But he's more than a hobbit. He's he's a great hobbit. Yes, but no one is just a hobbit. Sure. Listen, if the first line of my obituary says anything involving hobbit, I will have died a happy woman. <laughs> hobbits to, are the to best race. I just hit a button. <laughs> I just hit a button. Super button. I dream. My life goal is to be a hobbit. Mm, okay. I'm like three times. I do have a point of contingent here with um, uh, Landry. Yes. Because he's like, everyone's like, a gold. We shouldn't trust a gold. And then he goes to Teal'c and he's like, we trusted you. Nobody wanted to trust you at first. But Teal'c was not a gold. No. Teal'c was a Jaffa. 100% difference. And they're not the same things. And so no. Landry needs to get his shit straight. Landry needs to get or his Or the sh- writing needs to not get sloppy. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing is, is I think it's more Landry needed to get his shit straight because not that this guy is not completely probably educated on the history of the sure. Stargate. Mm-hmm. We don't know when he was read into this. 
Like, okay. he may not have known about the Stargate program until yeah. right as he was taking charge of it. Sure. In which case, that is after the Gould were defeated and the System Lords were defeated. That's Yes, that's true. So I think, it, to me, it probably is more of... He didn't fully understand the history. He can understand it, but because he didn't go through it and hasn't... He didn't know Teal'c. While he was going through all that, he didn't know Teal'c and the major... Well, I think it's important to understand the difference between Gould and Jaffa. They're 100%. not the same. You know what no, I mean? they're not the same thing, but it, it may still be a little bit of, oh, well, they were the Gould foot soldiers. Sure. So you could trust a Jaffa as much as you can trust a Gould. Yeah. I, I think it's... um. I think... It needs to be addressed if he's that easily 100%. confused. By no, that's something what I'm saying. I think that it's, different. Yeah. I think it's uh, a lack of nuance understanding on Landry's part. Um, it's not Bo Bridges. I, I might have been thinking of Dennis uh, Hopper, who's <laughs> <laughs> not the same person at all. Super not the same they may person. just be the same age <laughs> at most. But I don't even think that's true. Uh, no. uh, I mean, at least you didn't confuse him with his brother. No, yeah, no. Super not the same. Yeah, no. Tennis Hopper's in his 70s. How old is Bo Bridges? Probably in the same. Okay, good. Uh, in the briefing room scene after, I'm assuming, showers has happened, mm-hmm. Daniel is reading the file. And yeah, Neris actually said some really nice things about the team. Um, Vala just finds Neris a pathetic minor ghoul and is disgusting. And if you're inviting him over, at least say you're inviting him over to torture him. Yeah. No, <laughs> he's getting a VIP suite. Hmm. Apparently hmm. he has military intelligence of the utmost urgency that he's bringing here because, I mean, Earth is kind of major players now in the galaxy. Sure. They, like, defeat Anubis, defeat the Replicators... I mean, they've got a pretty good resume right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cam's like, on the up and up. Cam's like, we look cool. (laughs) I do like this, like, don't don't get too full of yourself thing. Yeah. Vala's more in awe of his dietary requirements. No one quite knows what a ripened trachel egg is. (laughs) That sounds gross. Okay. So, while we're here. So, that's um, Neris' writer. Yeah. What's on your writer? What's on my writer? Realistically, what goes on your writer? Mm, definitely uh, Ardbeg Single Malt Scotch. Okay. Is on my writer. Okay. Uh, there's definitely. Um, <laughs> there's definitely knitting needles and yarn. In case I forget it, my own. Sure. There has to be some knitting needles and yarn yep. that I can improv a project on. Mm hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what, like, my go-food snack food would be. I mean, you can put anything you want on a writer. Oh, I know, but I'm like, I have I have the, the craft, and I have the drink, yeah. and I feel like it's a strong snack's gotta yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do need a strong snack. Yeah. But I don't know what that is. What's on your writer? Uh, my writer has band-aids. Yeah, oh, good. Um, always band-aids. Strong, yeah. Um... Uh, those like fresh wipes. I mean, I camped for a weekend. I wasn't bleeding, so it's good. There you go. Um, fresh wipes, band aids, a comfortable spot to sit. I love how yours are practical things. N- no, they're not. They're the things that keep me sane. Well, that's. But sure, yeah. 
It's um, band-aids and... But the thing is, I'm not going to use them. No. And no one's going to need them, but I need them. It's just a comfort them. thing yeah. to have. Um, a bang energy drink. Let's see. <laughs> uh, did I say a, a comfortable... Yes, a comfortable spot to sit. Um... Oh, I should put food on here. What kind of That's food? what I'm thinking. Like, I need I need a snack. What kind of food am I always interested in And I'm thinking if eating? I'm putting on a rider, it's going to be at least quasi not horrible for you. My instinct is buffalo chicken dip, but uh-huh. it's not. It's going to be something healthier. Oh, why? Because it's me. Yeah. And I like to balance things. Sure. Um, well, if we're going that route, I'm going to say bell peppers and cup of noodles. Yeah, that's a good, <laughs> strong combo. Uh, and donuts. Donuts are always donuts good. Donuts are important. Mine, honestly, might be like, this sounds really cheesy and jerky, but for some oh, reason. diet ginger ale. It's the thing that has popped in my head since I started thinking snacks. It's green apples and... Uh, Caramel? And, no, and peanut butter. Well, that's a good snack. Yeah. That's always a good snack. Well, I figure Ryder has the things that make you comfortable, right? The mm-hmm. things that you do when you you need when you're at home. Mm-hmm. So that's why to me it's like, I need band-aids and fresh wipes. I yeah. need to feel clean. And I need scotch and yarn. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. So... Uh, right now, Nearest is with SG3 uh, on a third-party planet doing a security check, and mm-hmm. right on cue, they dial in. Yay. Everyone is waiting in the gate room. SG3 brings in the Gould, who definitely looks like he's ready to party at a Bacchus party. Oh, yeah. He's a sleazy guy. Super disgusting. Uh, introductions are made. Nearest pretty much thinks he's the most important person on the planet at the moment and brushes Landry aside as nothing is more important than meeting Teal'c, the one who inspired the great <laughs> uprising. Yeah. Uh, the time that the false gods is at an end because of Teal'c. And he's and... just here to kiss a bunch of ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we learn why later. Oh, yeah. 100% part of the plan. Sure. Uh, and he says all of this in full Gould voice. Yeah. And the way he says, Dr. Daniel Jackson. <laughs> it's pretty good. He's the best. I want to just roll. He's, there's something that, about him that reminds me of Jabba. Yes. He's just very. He's very Jabba-like. Yeah. That's I don't like you. Daniel is super uncomfortable with Neris, who goes on about the rumors that it was Daniel alone who defeated Anubis. Not actually that far off. <laughs> I mean, he knows too many things. This nearest, we should just kill him now. Yeah, it sort of was Oma, but close enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes and stands in front of Cam, who introduces himself, leader of SG One. And, and he goes, "But you're not. No. <laughs> Will he be here? No. Oh, and nearest uh-huh. is very heartbroken. Oh yeah. I mean, I would be too if I was promised Jack and I got Cam." We nothing get, against Cam. Yeah, no, nothing. Listen, Cam is awesome, but when you're She's promised... very different. Jack O'Neill. Yeah. Look, I have nothing against, you know, chocolate ice cream, but if I really wanted strawberry... Yeah. ...and I get chocolate, I'm going to be a little bummed. It's the same thing. He was promised Samantha Carter. Vala's fucking amazing, but no, no Sam, Sam Carter. Not Sam. Yeah. Um, Yike. 
Yeah, he does note that you're not even Colonel Carter. <laughs> now, this isn't at all what Neris imagined. And Landry leads Neris to the briefing room, but first he needs food. And everyone tails it out of the gate room. Clearly not the yeah, His blood sugars are lost. His blood is pure sugar. Yeah. Back on the planet, lots of staff weapons, no break in the force field, and the Stargate is still active for your status report. I do love the way we break back to this. It's like, hey... Don't get too comfortable laughing. No. Shit's hitting the fan over here. Shit. Are fan you ready? Incoming. Hang on to your butt. In the VIP room, Nearest is amazed at grapes with no seeds. Daniel's like, it's a state secret. Mm-hmm. We can negotiate. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, was way later in life than it should have been that I realized grapes normally have seeds. Really? Until it was, I think... In college or after college, they accidentally bought grapes with seeds in them. Wow. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I think I grew up with, like, regular seeded grapes. Probably. Yeah. I you think have, I grew up with all of this. You but have I lots know. of, like, grapey places out there. Well, we do have a lot of grapes. I mean, we do have a lot of seedless grapes, too. But we just have a lot of things out there. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me. I mean, I'm not from places where grapes are prevalent. Home? Yeah. You want corn? We got corn. Yeah. Um, I mean... One of my professors is from... Michigan uh, has some damn awesome wines, but (laughs) not a lot of them. Well, there's different types for different reasons. Um, Isn't that where, like, the good blueberry wines come from? There's good blueberry wines, cherry wines, or what... Yeah, cherry wine is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Traverse City is known for its cherry wines. Yeah, I mean, Uh, that's a thing. also up in that corner, some awesome ice wine. What is that? Oh, ice wine? Yeah. You, I don't, I could be getting part of this wrong. Mm-hmm. It don't, the reason you may not be as familiar with it is it doesn't get to freezing temperatures a ton where you come from. No. <laughs> so no. what they do is they let the grapes freeze on the vines. Okay. And then they take them while they're frozen. Yeah. And you get a very concentrated, much, very sweet wine out of it. Oh. But it's We don't batches. like our wines to do... We don't like our grapes to do that. That's bad for our grapes. Yeah. <laughs> when our grapes freeze over, we're fucked. Yeah. And it's it's very much a, like, dessert wine. Like a port. But it's usually not dark. Gotcha. Um, but the you can... It's slightly harder to find down here. Uh, the place, honestly, down here that we used to get it most often is in Epcot. <laughs> that makes sense. That's everything. That Epcot. In the Canada it's the Pavilion. entire world. Yeah. Okay. I like they that. have an ice wine flight in the Canada Pavilion in Epcot. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Also, okay. I've had it many times. Um, so Nearest drops the Gould voice. They have matters to discuss. Uh, he pulls out a little holographic emitter, shows a planet, and. Shows the force field happening. It was two days ago that happened. Oh. The gate's been open for two days. Yikes. That's not possible. That's far more than 42 minutes. Yeah. And we learned that Neris was the guy who actually figured out how to activate all of the Stargates at once when they were working to defeat the replicators. Ball just took all the credit. Do we believe that? Yeah, I believe it. Okay. Because we already know that he's the inventor. That's true. He's a tech person. Fair. Yeah. Okay. That part I actually do I'll take it. Believe. I'll take it. Uh, there is a single prior inside the force field. It is expanding. And the Stargate hasn't shut down in two days. Both of those mean they have a very powerful energy source on the other side. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and that wormhole's from another galaxy. Like, a ZPM can't A wormhole from another galaxy. <laughs> if you don't know what any of those things mean... This show's th- insane. No, no, no. Oh. A wormhole from another galaxy could be the name of a rom-com. Mm-hmm. That's all. We should write that. Okay, I'm in. I'd be down. It's like Galaxy Quest-ish. Yes. Yeah, or Orville-ish. Well, to me, it's like the wormhole is the thing, right? That is looking for love. Mm-hmm. But it's oh, like, gotcha. It's a wormhole from another galaxy. Yeah. But how do you make a wormhole sentient? Well, or is a wormhole already sentient? A wormhole may already be sentient. This may but, be a Pixar film. But you could have the wormhole take human form in or, the same way like the ancients. That could work. Remember I just the, like the wormholes as worms. That's too. It's just little black worms well it could be like a bug's lifestyle it's possible yeah all of it's very possible or or it takes place in some other plane and it's very like inside out oh i think it's very abstract yeah yeah you remember we should climb out of my brain right well, no, now <laughs> the, one, the one thing i want to say do you remember and, and it's it's my and i never remember the name of it uh-huh. so i can never go back and watch it i used to watch it a ton in school tron it is not Tron. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it. It is the time. It is. It's a Disney drop short. Dead Fred. Yes, it is 100% Drop Dead Fred. It's a Disney short where like you learn geometry while Donald is playing pool. Oh, and then there's the other Doctor Duck guy. Yeah, and it gets really trippy at some points. Uh, oh, I see it in my brain. Exactly. Like it's it's. I can never think of it enough to look it up, and so my head's like, "Is that holy fiction? crap? We're gonna Google it after this. We're just gonna write <laughs> Donald Duck Geometry Pool and yeah. see what happens. Donald Duck Geometry Pool. Do- that's the name of this episode. <laughs> Donald Duck Geometry Pool. Donald Duck Geometry Pool. Looking, yeah, either that or a wormhole looking for love. A wormhole from another galaxy. Oh, that's it. Wormhole from another <laughs> galaxy. Well, it's fun because you read that and it could be a legit AKA for this episode. Oh, uh, it is. Until you look into this episode and are like, no, that's a rom-com where this wormhole uh-huh. is looking for another wormhole. Yes. And that's, maybe that's how black holes happen. It's just wormholes reproducing. They're just fucking. Yeah. Wormholes Wormhole fucking. fucking. Gets black hole. That is the name of my band. Okay, we gotta get out of this hole. <laughs> Climb out of my brain. Climb out of my brain. Okay, okay. So Neris is here to help SGC find a weakness in the force field. And Cam tells Landry that this is a change of tactics, and we have to respond to this change of tactics by the Ori. Um, <laughs> and Landry's like, yeah, but this is, I mean, this is just a Jaffa world. Yeah. And Neris yes. points out correctly so that earth engineered the downfall of the gould this is a galaxy of earth's own making and we kind of have responsibility for this <laughs> yeah we did we did this we did 100 percent. yeah <laughs> so we need to attack now before the ori gets stronger and like it or not we are already in war yeah, we kind of started things. Very human of us. Uh-huh. To be like, why do we have to get involved? We just um, Because you've been involved. Of poked the beehive. And then we ran, and now we're like, why do we have to help the people being stung by bees? <laughs> well, we ran. They should have ran. Yeah. <laughs> so in Landry's office, he's on the phone with Jack, arguing with him that since Jack thinks we need to use a Mark 9 warhead, we also need the Sam to come with the warhead. 
and how mm. Landry knows that there are times that no one else but Sam could have saved SG-1's ass and get them out of the fire. And he's debating this while Sam is standing there in the doorway looking badass and gorgeous and fucking awesome as I love, usual. I love that Jack and Sam decided to do this because they decided this together. I don't know if Sam... I, I think it's just Jack. No, I think Jack went, go into his office right now. <laughs> go, okay. like, oh, go into his office right now. Like right now, go maybe. in there. Because she's standing there smiling. I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you this because it is basically confirmed mm-hmm. that they're 100% a couple at this point. Um, I, Jesse and I would definitely do this to people. Yeah. 1,000%. Be like, hey, hey, go in there right now. I'm going to do something. Yeah. Just watch. It's like, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> uh, I love the haircut. Sam is here. I love everything. And beautiful as always. She's, uh, you, just my heart is complete again. Yeah. Because my Sam is back It's on full the show. Sam. Thank God. I miss Sam. I missed her a lot. I mean, I know why she was out and it's fine and awesome and Amanda Tapping's fucking badass as always and doing her thing, but God, I'm so happy to have Sam back on the Agreed. show. Agreed. Agreed. So they're dialing the gate. SG-1 is up with Walter in the control room dressed in their cool black off-world gear. Mm-hmm. And Vala, a woman after my own heart, is rocking a scarf. <laughs> I love the way she takes... The standard issue, yeah. like this is your uniform, and it's like, but I'm gonna wear bootcut pants instead, and I'm gonna, and I'm, gonna I'm gonna throw trim, a scarf on there, and I'm yeah. gonna trim the black shirt. Yeah, I don't know how to be part of a team. No, of course she doesn't. No, like no part of her, like in any way, can manifest like assimilation. No. Anyway, um, and she again, because she can't say this enough in this episode, is like. Pretty sure Nerys is lying about all of this. <laughs> yeah. And this is We should the, believe her. 100%. And at the end, we know better. But, I mean, here's the thing with Vala. There's a reason why she has such a hard time with people. Mm-hmm. She, they just don't give her any credit because well, she doesn't play by their rules. She doesn't play, the, play by the rules. It's a little bit of, I don't want to say boy who cried wolf. Okay. But, like... Like... <laughs> A tiny bit of Boy Who Cried Wolf. Um, I just got to use the mute button for the first time ever. <laughs> it was really it's, exciting. It's a little bit of if you bullshit people so consistently for so long. Yeah. That it is going to, but also maybe it she is. Them all. It is, but to her, that's just life like she's not seeing it that way no she's just like no but i'm telling you now that i'm being honest no it, it, it yeah that's what i'm saying like it, it it's it's like how long are we gonna not trust me for you know what i mean it's one of those things where i 100 percent can see both sides yeah and it's one of those where you're like guys you probably should listen to vala guys you probably should listen to vala and yeah. daniel's like this is just vala being vala mm-hmm. it's vala saying this because she doesn't want to do the mission it's like, can we stop? Have we not figured that out yet? That yeah. that's not who she is. It just goes to show how they don't know her. They don't know her, and it's in Daniel and Vala. I think partly because of what happens, and the writers had to amp it up. Yeah, you know, Daniel is especially harsh to Vala in this yeah. episode. Uh, yes, in he ways is. that don't look good for Daniel. No, he's a jerk. Yeah, jerk face. He's okay, kind of a jerk face. One. So. The umpteenth time they try to dial the planet, it's still a no-go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam is geared up to go off-world, too. 
and there's a new plan for the mission. So they're going to head to a new planet. Prometheus is going to pick them up. Yay! Head to the Jaffa world. And considering how this is looking, the president has authorized any and all means necessary mm-hmm. to stop it. And here, Cam was hoping he was going to have a nuke-free career. Nope. Nope. You're still in the military, bud. So she's been making a new toy at Area 51. <laughs> and Jack thinks that this is the best way to stop them. Sam isn't sure but this is at least the best she's very diplomatic sam yeah. does not believe this is going to stop no. them one minute 100%. but she is so diplomatic that she's like we'll see this is the we'll best give it a shot she has no other alternatives so that's she's the like, thing it's like well if you don't want to pick something to eat for dinner then we're going to eat what i picked 100 and she's like i didn't want sushi but fine Landry asks uh, for questions, and Vala raises her hand, but Daniel puts it down again. And I'm like, Daniel, it could be an actual legitimate question. Mm -hmm. Yes, it could also not be a legitimate question, but you don't know. It's Schrodinger's question. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Uh, And with no word from the Jaffa Council, uh, Tilk sent word, they're just going to go ahead and go ahead. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and go ahead? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's that's words. Go ahead Mm -hmm. and... Go ahead. ahead. Okay. So as they get ready to head through the gate, Cam is happy to have the band back together, even if temporarily so. And And we said Chief Walter, which I loved because I forgot that he was a chief. He got promoted. Yeah, Chief Um, Walter. And Daniel is happy to have his friend back because I love the Daniel and Sam sibling manse. It is, and we for, I've forgotten how much fun they have together, especially yeah. when they're poking someone. So here's what I wonder now, right? Because before, it was really fun to poke Jack. Mm-hmm. But now, now what are they going to do? Because I think if you use the same energy to Cam, it might be a little too harsh, because he's the new kid, and so it's a little bit bullying. So then do they focus their energies on Teal? <laughs> like, what should they do here? Yeah, you know, I know what I mean? Where are they going to throw their chaos energy right, to? Right, or do they throw it at Landry because he's the boss and the boss can always handle it. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I know, but I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. Uh, and Vala just hangs in the back. Yeah. Sam's like, what's with the extra backup singer? And, you know, from Sam's point of view... The only information... She's probably never talked to Vala. No, she has no idea. The only information she gets about Vala is probably when talking to Daniel. Who's a total jerk about Vala. Who is, yeah, not level-headed when discussing Vala. But I think Sam's also smart enough to know that there's a streak of, like, I'm crushing on her. Well, it's one of those where she's not rude to Vala in any way, but she's like, why... Yeah, why, why is she coming? Why is she still coming? Yeah. Question from the back. Yeah. Curious. Yeah. And can you just imagine, like, coming in uh-huh. as as everyone else in the team has already gotten sort of over the Vala shock oh, of who Vala it's, is? It's the thing where this happens to me quite often. Because I work a night shift, I'll mm-hmm. come in in the middle of the day, and it's like, hey, who's this person sitting in our office? Yeah. Can anybody tell me why there's this other person here and we're all okay with it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the blah, blah, so-and-so. Yeah. They're here for a week. It's like, oh, cool, thanks. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> By the way, we've had an intern for a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, thanks for telling none of us. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I just love this little bit of Sam energy going, why is she still here? Yeah. There's a bit of a vibe I don't love. There's a little bit of a vibe that is a little bit girl against girl. 
Well, he, I, I can see where you see that. Yeah. I personally, to me, I think it might be more of a, who are you joining SG-1? Yeah. In terms of all this, the only stories I hear are from Daniel. Mm-hmm. And why are you coming on these missions, Jill? Sure. Yeah. And the reason I say this is because we've never had a girl versus girl vibe from Sam ever. Yeah, I, I think that's why it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. But, you know, Vala is difficult to get close to yes. anyway. Yes. All right. Not that Sam's easy to get close to. No. <laughs> Different defenses. Both of them are used to working with teams of men. Yeah. Where they don't have to deal with their feelings yeah both of them are very much not interested in having conversations that would typically lean female if you will i feel seen no kidding i'm in this picture and i don't like it uh, so uh you're stuck with friends like us who are like feel the feelings (laughs) there's been a couple text messages oh it was about the movie marriage story Uh where i watched marriage story and i was like i was doing other things and it's fine and and you were like i'm not ready to feel that no i'm not ready to watch that that's scarier than midsummer watched it and it was so emotional and i was like i didn't feel anything when i watched it i would rather watch hereditary 10 more times than yeah. watch that the marriage story sounds far scarier to me yeah and i was like i i get that i was supposed to feel things and i didn't feel things this is why i joke that i'm dead inside you're not dead inside you I'm just not. process differently yeah that's what i mean like that's what i was like I've, i probably would be like sam on this case <laughs> um so Daniel tells Sam that a few weeks ago that he thought the bracelet effect was wearing off, mm-hmm. but they don't really want to test that on the whole opposite end of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I think he just loves her and it's not ready to let her go. The end. Just can't admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vala obviously hears all this as they're talking yeah, about Yeah, way to make her feel like shit, dude. She's like, you're just dying to get rid of me, aren't Basically. you? Basically. Daniel's like, I'm not dying to. Yeah, but dude. you kind of are. A little yeah. bit shitty times. Yes. God. So she heads up the ramp and is like, look, I'm just, you know, I'm not trying to fit into your little stargating club. Yeah. Um, but when I can leave Daniel without killing both of us, trust me, I will. Yeah. She's really irritated and pissed. Yeah. I don't blame Vala at all. And it's... she points to Landry and she's okay, like. Okay, you know what this, you know why this makes me so upset? I figured it out. Yeah. Okay. You make a friend at school, right? Yeah. Your friend had a group of people that were their friends, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, this is my group of people that I usually hang out with, but they're not around, so I'm going to hang out with you. And you, like, make this friend, and they're like, cool. And then their other friends are around, they're like, all of a sudden, you're a piece of shit. Yep. Don't love this. Okay, the end. I also feel seen by that. <laughs> so she points to Landry, and she's like, you're going to wish you'd listen to me when... You know, when I tell you that letting Nearest come here was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And she flourishes her scarf yeah. and walks through the gate. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Get it, get it, girl. And it, it conveniently also that leaves us with the perfect team shot heading through the gate for our credits. Yay. <laughs> we needed that. On Prometheus, we quickly learn that Cam's call sign is Shaft. No. 
because camshaft. And I'm like, I can immediately think of many other call signs for cam. Yeah. Camshaft is boring. Are you going to give us the, the... It's just shaft, though. The, the history of camshafts and what they do? No. Because it is boring. Super boring. It is boring. Super boring. Um, however, there is, like, a nice deep read that I could do on, like, how they're, like, cogs in the machine. And mm-hmm. they're the leaders. And mm-hmm. they push the things forward. But it's still boring. I mean, my immediate is Mac. Mac. Because it's Cam backwards. Uh, I get that. And I named my last computer Cam's Mac. <laughs> specifically because Cam spelt backwards is Mac. What about spam? Spam? Works? Don't know how well it works for a call sign. I don't care. But, you know. <laughs> what about... There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Sure. I can't think of one. But, like, Shaft... I just think I would make more fun of him somehow in the call sign. Because he's so pretty. Like, something about him being, a, like, pretty. We call him Daniel 2. Daniel 2. <laughs> I'm just going, he just wanted all, like, the Shaft songs to be sung. Or to something, him. yeah. He just wanted to be called Shaft. Yeah, essentially. I think he just wanted to be called Shaft. Lame. Lame. So, Pentergast calls up to the bridge. They're going to hightail it to the planet. Mm. And Mark 9s, we learn, are known as gate busters. And Vala <sighs> jokes about how that sounds big. Mm-hmm. Cam thinks too big, and Vala always thought there was no such thing. All the while looking at Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's like, "Can you chill? This is a goddamn military vessel." And she's like, "I know. She's like, I stole it before. Duh, remember?" He's like, "I'm working." <laughs> He's like, "Less talk, more shut the hell up." And I'm like, "Dude, Daniel, not a good look. Yeah, not Pretty a good look for you this episode. You. Pretty shitty." I think you're taking advantage of the fact that she plays things off like. This is the point where it's like two people who tease each other, but one keeps pressing buttons to the part where it's rude and yeah. doesn't fully realize that they're actually hurting the other person. Yeah, the other person is in actual feelings hurting point, yeah. and you're still being a jerk, and uh-huh. maybe you should stop now. Yeah. Probably. Yike. Yike. At the SGC that night, Neris is gorging on food, and there's now drapes in the VIP quarters. Neris is amazed at this rare delis- delicacy mm-hmm. of chicken. Yeah, he just loves the chicken. Landry will pull some strings, get some more. Did you ever watch Grill Interrupted or, or read the book by any chance? No. Okay, so one of the girls, uh, played by Brittany Murphy, rest in peace, um, her her dad, it, like the, she has a lot of money. So Grill Interrupted is yeah. um, is a memoir. I know the concept. Okay. Yeah. So one of the girls. Like is, I may have seen half of it. Okay, okay. But her dad owns a chicken restaurant and she's obsessed with chicken and she eats a lot of chicken. Like a lot, and like they find these wrappers under her bed, and she's like chicken. And she like will eat an entire like registry chicken, and uh, that's what I think of. Disgusting. But I also could probably do that too. In fact, when I was in high school, they used to make fun of me that I was that girl. Can I tell you? Listen, I love the convenience of a rotisserie chicken. I personally don't like them. Because we know my thing where I don't like bones involved with my meat. Uh-huh. I like the chicken. So if we get it, I'm like, Nick, you have to completely pick it apart. And then just put the carcass in some water or I'll make some chicken broth at least. But yeah. like, I don't want to deal. No, I like chicken. I don't even like chicken wings. I want I want boneless wings. Oh, no, I See, they don't taste the same. But to me, <laughs> I like them because there's no bones involved. I hear, yeah. You're not the first person I know like that. In fact... 
a lot of the people I know are like that, but I like I like nomming on the bones. I will be honest. There's another part of me, mm-hmm. and I don't know who else. Maybe I'm part dog. I don't know who else doesn't like them for this reason. While I am that weird middle person who I don't want my meat to resemble the animal. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise I probably wouldn't eat it. <laughs> okay. Like, I get the whole, like, maybe if it was hunting it'd be different and, like, honor the animal and sure. all this kind of stuff. But, like, on average... I don't want my fish to look like fish anymore. I don't oh, want I my chicken to look fish. like chicken anymore. I don't like the bone parts. Yeah. Cause... That part doesn't seem to bother me. But I also don't eat a ton of meat to begin with. So maybe it's just because it's in small doses I don't think about it. No, it's it's just the concept of I don't want oh, okay. my... The, like, I'd like a, a whole fried fish. Nope. It, no, I... No, I it's going to stare it. at me and judge me the entire she, time I'm you eating You know what it. you do to avoid that? You eat the eyeballs. No. <laughs> no. Just eat them. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Eat the eyeballs. Like, that is one of those things that I don't think I could mentally get over. To eat the fish eyeball? Yeah. It doesn't taste like anything. I, it's not the concept of the taste. It is the mental part of the fact that you were eating an eyeball. Can you eat, uh, like, tongue? If you took the tongue uh-huh. and you slice it up and you put it in a taco uh-huh. and maybe it didn't tell me it was tongue, maybe we can talk. <laughs> if it still resembles a tongue, yeah, that's not happening. Maybe I think I was just exposed to it earlier because I've seen that fucker get cooked. Like I can't, my 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 mother and my and my grandfather always loved the, like the gizzards, like frying them up. Yeah, you got a turkey? No, no, and no. I do that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I was little, I think when it was like my sixth birthday, maybe my seventh birthday, we went down to visit family in Mexico, like my grandparents mm-hmm. and things, uh, my grandmother. Um, and they killed the cow. No, they killed the pig for my birthday. Yeah. And then I saw them like going at the head. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's intense. It's one of those things where I find, like, I get the 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 beauty and the satisfaction of I think if I was closer to it like I get the beauty and the satisfaction of raising your own meat and making sure they are raised well see that I'd have a hard time with because then I would imprint on the animal yes which I would too I'm talking in the in the grander scheme sure um but on average oh oh I am that horrible civilized person that wants to have as I want to make sure the animals were raised amazingly well. I think I, I've well. had a conversation with husband Nick, husband yeah. bartender Nick, where I'm like, "Where? What part of the? What part of the cow is this? Yeah. What part of the cow is this? What part am I eating? Yeah. <laughs> I always think of in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the uh-huh. universe at the end of the, the restaurant at the end of the universe, when uh-huh. the cow like comes out and like yeah. invites you to eat it. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's. Uh, J- Jesse and I have talked about them. Like, what part of me do you eat first? Yeah. Where do you start? <laughs> So maybe I have a, a strange opposite reaction. I, 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 I prefer to get, you know, humanely raised, locally raised, <laughs> but I still, I want to know the animal had a good life and died sure. well, but I don't want to know more than that. Don't tell me its name. <laughs> I have gone very close to vegetarian a couple times because of it, uh, and I married a butcher. So, yes. yeah. 
Good times. Okay, we're okay. on the Prometheus. We're on the Prometheus. Why is it the Prometheus? We're not have on the Prometheus oh. yet. Okay. We were talking about the rare delicacy. Neru of chicken. likes chicken. Uh, Landry's like, you need to actually do something about this problem. Mm. You brought us to our attention, and no, obviously I don't trust you. But Nerus insists he is working on it. Yeah. His reading on the planet shows that the force field expands, and as it expands, it weakens. Mm -hmm. So in the expansion phase, you should be able to beam into it. And Nerus is like, then you can bomb it. With the most powerful thing you have, you should totally bomb it. Yeah, that's totally the thing that you're going to do. Yep, good times. So Prometheus reaches the planet. You can see the force field from the with the naked eye from orbit. Uh-huh. And they have an encrypted data burst for Prometheus as they get into orbit. And part of me really likes this communication idea. You obviously can't trans- you know, communicate with someone when they're in hyperspace. Sure. So send your message to where you know they're going to be. Yeah. But also, let's not go in. Or kind of I want to know how they're getting the message to there faster than Prometheus, considering it won't be able to travel faster than the speed of light. And Super will still be in transit, probably for hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of years. I think you broke my brain. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it takes light eight minutes to get from the sun. Okay. So, the further, like, if, if, a pl- if, if we have a ship close to the sun, yeah. it's going to be an eight-minute delay in communication. Yeah. They go, they go into hyperspace to go faster than the speed of light. Okay. But what, how are you communicating seeing a data burst? Because the, fast, the fastest it could travel without hyperspace or something would be the speed of light. You send it an hour before <laughs> you think they're going to be there. <laughs> you would have had to send it before they left. So we send it before they leave. <laughs> then just tell them in no. person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tell them. I want to know the sci-fi just, reason why. Okay. That just sounds like a petty thing that I would do. Be like, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> Looking at the force field, Vala's like, my God, it's enormous. And Daniel looks at her and she's like, not everything I say is an innuendo. <laughs> it kind of is, though. Just like 98%. It kind of, of is it. because he wants it to be. Yeah. Sam calculates it's 900% larger than their first intel. There's no signs of life of the Jaffa on the planet. Mm-hmm. And there's only the prior inside the force field. And we're going to guess it's... So apparently it's toxic atmosphere inside. Mm-hmm. And they're like... They're going to guess it's from all of the Jaffa weapons hitting the force field to create a toxic atmosphere. Sure, 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 sure. And I'm like, look, if you want them to be in spacesuits inside the force field... Just put them in spacesuits. Well, have... no, just say that nothing can penetrate the... <laughs> penetrate. penetrate. Uh, nothing can penetrate the force field, including air. So therefore, the only air that's inside of this as it yeah. grows would be the air that was already there. And as it expands, no extra air. It's close to a vacuum. Sure. They can't breathe. Instead of... Breathing is good. Making the some, end. like, it's toxic in here now. Yeah. You know, it it is toxic in there, but for very different reasons. Because they're all buttholes to each other. They so are the super buttholes inside. Uh, by the way, if you don't know the term beachhead... Uh, it is uh, when you're taking a beach. Mm-hmm. It is like the temporary line that you make mm-hmm. while you're and hold that line. The line must be drawn here. No this far, far, no further. It's literally the Picard. I love 
him. Uh, but you defend that until reinforcements can come and help you push forward. And mostly known for uh, the Normandy beaches, not Day. Neptune. Day. Got it. Yeah. So we get a shot of inside the force field. It's all smoke filled and it's just the prior still meditating. So the beachhead is the prior's beachhead or is it our beachhead? It's the defensive position, right? Of the person on the beach? The, this is the Ori beachhead. Right. They're breaking okay. in I mean, I misunderstood. onto the beach yeah. and holding the line until they can get reinforcements Okay, there. good. That's that's what I thought, but yeah. it, I, I, heard, I interpreted it differently. So in Prometheus, everyone is prepping their spacesuits. Daniel knows, like, they're not just going to stop because they asked nicely. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, the government thinks we need to send the Ori a message, and we have orders. Mm-hmm. And Vala's like, well, well I'm going because Daniel's going, and all this is because Neris, which should alarm people. Right. Again, Vala going, this is problematic. This is probably not a great reason to do this. Pentergast calls that the field's going to expand soon. Ready or not. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to beam down. They have a 16-second window. Uh, and then they'll have to stay for half an hour until the next expansion. Mm-hmm. And Sam will keep an eye on everything. Pay attention to the half an hour issue. That'll come up in a second. Cool. Cam and Sam turn giant scary bomb to standby mode. <laughs> and I start having weird it's flashbacks. It's scary that it has a standby mode. Yeah. For some reason, I just, in my head, see Vala riding it like a cowboy, like an Armageddon. Yep. She gonna do it. <laughs> she would. She would. Uh, and we see the team and bomb beam down to the planet. Yay. The first thing Cam does is set the weapon mm-hmm. to mode two. And they now have to sit here for half an hour. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Remember, half an hour. So they go and make Stahl small talk with Pryor, who's somehow breathing and all this. Mm-hmm. Pryor starts going out about how powerful the Ori are, and Cam's like, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. We want to talk to the Ori. Where is your manager? Yeah. And I would like to speak to your manager. We have this awesome, giant, Nequadri-enhanced nuke. It was designed not only to not just destroy vaporize the Stargate and everything else in the 100 mile radius. Cam's going full Karen. Um, Don't touch it. If you do, it's going to explode. If you look at it where it's going to explode. Mm-hmm. If it gets unhappy with the situation, it's going to explode. Yeah. If you don't shut the gate down in 30, and he quotes, Earth minutes, <laughs> then we will shut it down for you. Sure. Correct me if I'm wrong... Their next beam up windows in 30 minutes. Yeah. Should you not time a little bit of buffers on there? Because it's not like the next expansion will be in 30 minutes. The next expansion will be in 30-ish minutes. Yeah. Maybe go 35. Maybe don't set it. He's busy going full Karen. He does (laughs) not have time to be rational. (laughs) And uh, Cam nods to Daniel. It's his turn. And Daniel's like, hey. We don't want to read your newsletters. <laughs> Kay thinks bye. We're not interested. That's it. Yeah. That's that's all he says. Yeah. And now they wait. And Cam always wanted to say Earth Minutes. Um, well, good, because you'll probably die now. So at yeah, least you probably. have your chance to say Earth Minutes. Uh, Cam really hopes they shut the gate down before the bomb goes off. Probably because... Giving this timing, you'll still be on the planet at the time. He's doing that quick math all of a sudden. And he's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. 
Okay, it's good. It's fine. Can we we did this? it now. He went full human, making the stand. Yeah. We're going to fight you. Literally says we're going to fight. Uh-huh. And, and now he's like, he's like, the adrenaline and testosterone has left the brain. Did I add those numbers Fuck. right? Fuck. Somebody count for me. I can't move my fingers very well. <laughs> uh, and... Kimbala and Teal rightly point out that that is extremely naive of Cam to just think they're going to shut the gate yep. down. Yep. Um, but detonating the largest warhead ever built by man was not the historical footnote that Cam wanted next to his name. We're here now. Basically. We're here now. <laughs> We're doing it. And to be fair, that is a historical footnote that is going next to his name. Yep. Uh, so they exchange a few bribes with the prior until they notice something in the sky. And we see three Hatak vessels show up in orbit, start firing on the force field. Yeah, the Jafar are going full Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> They're like, what's up? There's a party here? We're here to party! And everybody's like, no! Don't party! So Pendergast hails them as like, what the actual fuck? Can you stop? We have people down there and gets no response. Yeah. On the planet, Teal'c is like, yeah, I know my weapons fire, and that's definitely Hatak weapons fire. That's my people. And Cam's like, that's, um, that's not good. Just no. letting everyone know that the Mark Nine, the fuse is a little twitchy on mode two. Yeah, don't, don't stop it. <laughs> it kind of likes to explode. Yeah. I mean, that is literally what it's, what it's designed is. to yeah, do. Yeah, it's meant for that. Finally, on the Prometheus, we see the Hatoks have stopped firing, and mm-hmm. the Force Field is expanding early, so they get ready to beam SG-1 up early. Thankfully, they don't have to do that math anymore. Mm-hmm. Right before they beam up, Cam sets the bomb to Mode 1. Last chance for the Prior, who just turns around and gives him the cold shoulder. We finally hear from the Hatok, it is Garrick. Uh, Pentagast lets Sam speak, who introduces herself. Uh, Garrick just wants to know why they were told to stop firing... Yeah, what the fuck? We were here to party, and now you're like, don't party. Yeah. A woman surprised much? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but you kind of saved SG-1. Uh, we're here because we think the Ori are trying to use this planet to stage a full-scale invasion. Yeah. And at that point, the team is already out of their spacesuits and on the bridge. They're like, bro! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Garrick thinks there's more. Um, like, you can't stop an invasion with words. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous when he puts it that way it's like yeah you're right you're right you probably can't and he looks like well words are often those powerful weapons Mm, but garrick has a point here yeah i'm just garrick and it's like the old ways won't stop the ori and Uh we're like the nun ways will stop the Ori, basically. Uh... Apparently, Teal'c sent a message to this effect to the Jafaha Council, like, explaining all of this and how words are our most powerful weapon, which I can only imagine went over really They're like, well. just the eye, that Robert Downey Jr. eye roll gift yes. was their response. Uh-huh. They're like, okay. And, uh... So Garrick is now more focused on how the Tari knew this intel before the Jaffa did. Mm-hmm. Daniel's like, that's not important. And mm-hmm. bypasses the yeah, um, What? <laughs> bypasses the ghoul in the room. Y'all, we're, yeah, we're not going to talk about... Guys, it becomes... Sorry, that was loud. <laughs> it becomes very clear here that we did some fucky shit. 
<laughs> we did some fuckery. Yeah, this is not... Some skull fuckery. We're just gonna, like, fade into the bushes, like, fuck. <laughs> we do... We fuck. Fuck. Now what do we do? We, uh... The bomb's going. Listen, at this point, can you just be... Be cool? Just be cool. Just be cool about be it. Cool. <laughs> look, I know, I know I'm fucked up, but can we just... And look... Yes, the hooker is dead in the truck of the car, but we're here now. <laughs> That's already happened. Yeah. We have now to go what? forward. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bit of a moment. <laughs> there is a way to tell the story to where that is what happened. Yeah. The humans go complete murder hobo, no planning. Yes. Just yes. <laughs> don't want to talk about it. This is like a grace plan. Look, we need to work together as allies, okay? This, is, this has this, already happened. This is a full grace plan where it's like, don't think about the details. It sounds good on the paper. The only way we get away with this is if we all work together. They can't catch all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't all get arrested. Uh, yeah, good times. <laughs> also, the scene is amazing because Lucasa Jr. chews up every scene. Oh, yeah. He is like nom nom nom. <laughs> he is cookie mm, monstering. Yeah. He is cookie monstering all he's over a, these scenes. He's a scene monster. I love it. <laughs> it's just look. There's two ways to look at this. You could be like really frustrated with this scene, uh-huh. with this whole situation, or you could see how fucking human we are. <laughs> yes. And it's like, oh right. Um, yeah. Because we just fucking dropped a. Our solution was drop a nuke on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we went America on it. <laughs> that, that new face is just. No, I guess that is a human at yeah. this point. Yeah. Oh, guys. Yeah. yeah. Camshaft. <laughs> no, right, let's get back. That's, that's my safe word. Camshaft. Now what? Now what do we do? So, in space. No, sorry, the prior with the bomb near her and it's starting to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walks up to the Stargate and places a hand on the Stargate. Mm hmm. So in space, Garrick is like, you say you came for a fight. All I see is a lot of talking. Also, I've had a scout. Some might call him a spy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a clip cargo ship. <laughs> Basically, we're all pieces of shit here. Listen, listen. Everyone, no one trusts like, anyone. The most sincere person in this entire thing is Vala. And then she's like, hey, pieces of shit. When... When when time when there's times of trouble, this when is when you have to stop. Times of <laughs> this is when you stop being Mama pieces Mama of shit. To me. This is <laughs> this is why Vala. She's like this is why I'm a piece Speaking of shit all of the time. Of wisdom, you get don't it. Trust Neris. <laughs> you let the bomb be. <laughs> you get it out of your system when it's there's a safe. Time and a place to be in butthole. Is your moral authority of the episode? You fucked up. <laughs> you done fucked up, Aaron. Yeah. Who <laughs> Cam's like, well, they're gonna get the message in about ten seconds. You guys might want to like put shields up or something. Mm-hmm. And alarms go off. Everyone preps, and on the planet, the prior focuses on the Stargate, and we see the bond wind up, make high pitched noise, and everything goes white. We see the explosion on the planet. But instead of stopping the force field, mm, it just, it just makes it starts stronger. growing mm-hmm. real fast. Uh, it's not supposed to be doing that at all. 
So it made me imagine a monster in Dungeons and Dragons where if you fight it with magical weapons, it just absorbs your magic. I'm not looking at you. And then it just makes it stronger and stronger and mm-hmm. stronger. And then you have to find a secret way to kill it. And so I was asking the, uh, domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, Jesse. Yeah. Because um, now he just gets all the names. <laughs> he goes, God, the players would hate you. Uh-huh. Don't ever be a DM because that is awful. Yeah. Okay, the end. You also just told both of your DMs that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of them at least has the decency to tell me, hey, that's awful. Don't do that. But I'm going to leave the other up to you. And the other one goes, really only one of my characters fights with magic a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's mean. <laughs> that is the first thing that happened in my head, though. Yeah. I mean, listen, you guys don't as a group sling magic at the bad guy very often. Because even Jesse is like auxiliary forces a lot he's of the time. He's a pretty good buffer. And the rest of you just beat the shit out of things. Well, that's what I know how to do. Yeah. <laughs> Even your other heavy magic user mainly just beats the shit out of things. That's true. Yeah. Just saying. If any group is going to encounter a bad guy like that, you're kind of the best group for it. I'm going to let you do what you do. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, so Vala starts asking quick questions and Daniel's like, shut up. Not now. Again, Daniel, seriously. So the whole... The whole thing has Sam confused. Sam's like, I come back, this is my first mission, and I get everything fucking wrong. Cam <laughs> assumes that if the field is expanding, somehow the gate survived, uh, which probably logic dictates that that's what the prior was ensuring. Mm-hmm. Sam says the environment inside is now superheated plasma. Plasma. It's just it's just stupid times now. Everything's just stupid. We're, we're stupid. Like this Everything is just is a roller coaster of insanity mm-hmm, at the end mm-hmm, of this episode. Mm-hmm. Garrick FaceTimes and is like, "Was that your message?" We've been had. Seriously? Bella's oh. like, "Pithy, isn't it?" <laughs> she looks like that um that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, no, cuz you didn't think it through. <laughs> Yeah. Garrick's like, we're going to attack the beachhead. Either join us as an ally or we'll take care of you when we're done with the beachhead. Jesus Christ. And all of the three Hatak vessels open fire again. Mm -hmm. Pentergast does not, like, the force field, because it's so big now, it is getting weaker. Mm -hmm. Like, it's thinning out. It's thinning out. Uh, They could break through. Yeah. Uh, Sam is like, I have no answers and I is confused. I have no solution. She's for like, you. look, I'm rusty. Okay. Yeah. I clearly fucked up. I've been an SG1 for, a uh, yeah. very 51 for a while. Vala's like, I vote to run away. Mm-hmm. Probably should listen to Vala. Yeah, sometimes you should run away. Cam says fight and Pentagrass agrees. So they prep for a fight. And they quickly notice that while the force field is weakening from the bombardment, it is growing faster than this weakening. Yay. And Sam sees this, does some calculations, and tells everyone to cease fire. Mm-hmm. The more they fire and hit it, the more energy they give this force okay, field, the good, faster good, the good. expansion. Good. It's Cabal's ruin. Yeah. In, yeah. Sorry, critical reference. Yeah. <laughs> in the shape of a bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a direct correlation that they are using our own weapons our own weapons fire to build their force field. Yay! 
And they can't send enough power through the Stargate across galaxies. Mm -hmm. So they designed a force field that feeds off the energy that is trying to destroy it. Yep. And the Ori knew the Jaffa would defend their planet. Mm Mm-hmm. And Daniel figures that Nearest made certain that they would join. Mm-hmm. Cam logic that he's working for the Ori. Vala's in the back going, no fucking shit. Yeah. I told y'all that Nearest <laughs> is a bitch and nobody believed me. Sam's Mark 9 gave them 70% of the power they needed to complete this force field to envelop the planet. Good they job, were set up. Well, and also we went in with our biggest gun and then got fucked. Yeah. And now what? Yeah. That's why you start small. Uh-huh. Stupid. We fell. We were victims of gold arrogance. We, yes. 100%. Dumbass. Uh, Mvala is like, what a shock. Mm-hmm. I haven't been telling you this the entire episode. Yep. Um, and they can't they can't get to the Jaffa to get them to stop firing until it's too late and we see the last bit of the planet fall into the force field. Sam quickly reads activity on the planet. We see the Stargate, um, or can't quickly because of interference. Uh, see, we see the Stargates laying on its side, flat. There's molten lava underneath it, and three objects start flying through, like, the size of a jumper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Garrick FaceTimes and is like, what the actual fuck, guys? Yeah, what's, what's, what's happening? We're almost there. And yeah. then explain what happened. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, he doesn't believe. Hey, bro, stop it. You're helping them. <laughs> More importantly, what are these things coming through the gate? They hmm. aren't ships. Hmm. They're coming onto orbit, and one's even on a collision course. Yeah. There's no life signs aboard. They're just Lego pieces. Prometheus comes into defense mode, trying to back off. One Hitak is destroyed. One side glances Prometheus, doesn't decent amount of damage. Sensors are down. Um, they have to leave orbit. On Earth, in the VIP room, Neris has made a disgusting mess. Yeah. Landry bursts in with guards and wants to know what Neris sent Landry's people into, because apparently he now has word of what's going on. And Nearest was worried that these eggs weren't ripe. Why do we even not kill Nearest? <laughs> because what is going to happen to Nearest is worse than death. That's fair. For Nearest, specifically. Okay. I like it. Uh, Landry just, like, hits the egg out of Nearest's hand, and yeah. Nearest doesn't pretend anymore. Yeah. Uh, the Ori are the closest thing to true gods in this universe, and they now have a permanent foothold. In our galaxy. Yay. And we get the clear idea that Nearest designed, is the person who designed the force field to grow off her own power. Good, good. In case we weren't clear of yeah. how we fucked up, yeah. it's all now very clear. And Landry looks like he is about to pounce and kill <laughs> Nearest himself. Yeah, well, I don't blame him. The worst part of the entire scene is that Nearest has mustard on the corner of his mouth the entire time. Because he's, he's gross. So gross. He's so ick. On the Prometheus with flashlights are checking out the damage to the ship. Garrick reports he lost two ships. His own is damaged. And he's like, the, by the way, uh, the planet inside the force field now is starting to collapse. Hey, that's super good. That's a good thing, right? We're leaving. Mm-hmm. But we are going to watch you. Yeah. Because Garrick is not 100% sure what side Earth is on. Okay. <laughs> like to me at that point he should see that we're just stupid yeah we're on the side of <laughs> we dumb. fucked up yeah so Prometheus has shields back so they're gonna creep in closer to take a look at the planet and the situation and yeah Sam's like the diameter of the planet shrunk 16% which is not normal for planets no, to do they don't usually shrink just no. randomly no 
And something else, we see a schematic outline of something in orbit, something comprised of objects that came through the gates. Mm -hmm. And we see in space what looks like a giant super gate. That's so normal. That's exactly what will happen (laughs) at this point in time because we fucked up. Uh, here's here's why it annoys me that uh, Garrick is like, we're watching you. It's like, okay, that just goes to show how dumb Garrick is right yeah. now. Because it's like, bro, literally we fucked up. <laughs> and you're sitting there going, I'm going to watch you. It's like, no. You can watch stupid. us fuck up more. Yeah, like, do you not see this? <laughs> we can see what we did. Uh, Valma saw it before it even happened. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. God. So it is three to four hundred meters across, large enough for some ships, and as Vala points out, we can see it's incomplete. There's some time to do something, but as to what will be discussed or argued or not done soon. Mm-hmm. And for you people who don't know meters because of imperial measurements. I don't, I don't know things. Four hundred meters is a smidge less than a quarter mile. Oh, okay. And it's like the height of the Empire State Building. That's big. Yeah. That's a big gate. It's not small. No. Daniel's like, everything we've done has just made matters worse. We're everything's like, yes, not awesome. Everything's not cool <laughs> when you're a part of this team. Uh, and, and the planet everything is, awful. is now half of its original size. <laughs> That's fast. Sam knows why. Well, singularities happen very quickly. Sure. Uh, there's only one thing in the universe that could power a gate that sized and could also keep the gate open this long. And she's pretty this, sure there's another one on the other end. This is where you put in a good your mom joke. <laughs> there's only one thing big enough to blah, blah, blah. Your mom. Your mom. Daniel connects <laughs> the dots. It's <laughs> your mom. mom. <laughs> it's a black hole. Yep. Because if anybody field- knows about black holes... Sorry, I don't know what that meant. They're just, they're just, I didn't mean it to sound as gross as it did. I really didn't. I'm just losing my mind. Uh, the force field isn't to keep us out. The force field was to collapse the planet into a micro-singularity. Yay! So with the black hole on both ends of a wormhole, they can keep the gate open forever. Don't shut that gate. So Vala has an idea to stop it, which Daniel ignores. He's like, the next idea has to can, be out of the box. The, can we stop with the Vala bashing? She's clearly the only one worthwhile right now. Sam works a problem. The gate is individual units. There must be like a chain link power system. Vala's like, yeah, so we can. And everyone ignores her again. So she leaves and runs uh-huh. to the ship with her own plan. Yeah, she's like, if you want anything done, you gotta do it yourself. Back on the bridge, Sam thinks the singularity is gonna form in minutes. Mm-hmm. And there will be a large shockwave. As happens because supernovas are insane. <laughs> I don't know things. I mean, I didn't go into the possibility of forming a black hole from a planet. I, guess I mean, we're only an hour one. and a half into the episode. Go for it. Go to town. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when they notice the rings transporter activated. And they notice Vala is gone. Yikes. So in the cargo ship, the uh, Jaffa is jumped by Vala, who zats him, yeah. and rings him back to Prometheus to be yeah. taken capture. Uh, Daniel's like, where are you? She's like, oh, you care now. Yeah. You oh, care good, you? good. Yeah. You now that your life's on the line, cool. asshole. I'm on the cloaked cargo ship that Garrick left behind to spy on you. Yeah. Uh, because she has skills that others don't. Yep. 
And she knows if you set the ring controls a certain way, they will just lock on to the nearest set of rings. Yep. Which, cloak ship or not, are going to be on the spy ship. Yep. So she's trying to help. No one there would listen. Yeah. She has an idea. She got it from Sam that the objects are linked together with a little energy Credit to her fence. for giving credit to Sam. Yeah. She could have just been like, assholes, nobody listened to me, so I won't do the thing. <laughs> the end. Bye. <laughs> so she plans to take the place of the last link. Mm-hmm. So she's going to ring back before the inevitable shockwave. You can all thank her immensely. Mm-hmm. And Daniel, who has been annoyed with her this entire episode, is now, I would say, clearly worried. Yeah. About he remembers Vala. that he's like, oh, right, I do actually like Vala. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. It's like... It's the ultimate you pick on someone you have a crush on syndrome. I guess so. Or you're just, you don't realize how terrible you are until that person's like, bye. Yeah. So Vala flies the ship right into place, the last open slot. Mm. Pentagast preps the shield. It's a very tense moment. Vala gets into place at the last minute. Energy is flooding the ship, lightning everywhere. Uh, and, and Sam's like, it's working. <laughs> Vala runs to the rings. As the singularity forms, energy is shooting through the ship, and we see her get to the ring's transporter, and the black hole forms. Hmm. Shockwave hits. Yep. Instead of forming a wormhole, the pieces of the supergate are blown apart. Thank goodness. Vala is a badass. And Prometheus, they cheer. Vala did it. Daniel is a little broken when he, it's announced that Vala did not make it aboard. Yeah. And he stumbles. He stumbles... Because he loves her. The end. Bye. <laughs> um, and they get Daniel to the infirmary and Sam tells them to get the message to the SGC that the Ori beachhead has been destroyed. And the SGC Ooh. brig mm-hmm. nears us in handcuffs to a chair mm-hmm. and tells Landry there is time to repent. Landry takes great pleasure in yeah. telling him that the beachhead is destroyed, which Nera doesn't believe. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't fear death. The Ori will just descend me. And Landry's like, yeah, no, we have a better plan. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. You're going to descend into a small dark room in Area 51. And yep. you'll stay there until you have a defense against the Ori. Yay. And uh, hunger can do powerful things to a man We're like you. We're going to prison you. And yeah, then, I mean, that's smart. He does have a good brain. Yeah. So let's use it. Fuck it. And on the Prometheus, Sam and Cam walk and talk. Cam tells Sam... Sam Cam. Sam Cam. That the Ori are going to do this again, and we could really use a brain like yours on the front lines. I mean, not like the brain from this episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like your good brain. Yeah. Can you bring your good brain back? Yeah. Like, think a little more like Vala, maybe. <laughs> could you do that? Can you, like, combine your brain forces? Yeah. In um, the infirmary, Daniel. Like, I know you're rusty, but maybe yeah. don't be rusty anymore. Yeah. Yikes. Daniel wakes up. He's tired, but not, like, dead, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bracelets I mean, not dead is always good. Yeah. Uh, finally worn off. And Teal'c tells Daniel that Vala Maldoran will be mourned. Um, but Sam has been looking at the telemetry, and there hmm. was a matter stream from the ship that was pulled into the singularity. Interesting. Vala has ascended. There is a chance <laughs> that she is alive. Yeah. And somewhere in the Ori home galaxy. Hmm. And Daniel's like, well, we wanted to send them a message. What a fucking message to send. Uh, I was saying, I love, like, you couldn't send a better spy. No. You could not send a better spy. She'd be so great at pretending to give a shit and to be one of the <laughs> followers. 
She doesn't give any fucks. No, she has no fucks to give. Um, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, this episode is wonderful in the fact that the team is not the best. No! <laughs> They're not at their best. Nope. They're getting their ass handed to them by the Ori a little yeah. bit. And that's kind of lovely because we got to get that. You need that tension back. If everything's just easy all the time, then why even bother? Yeah, they only succeed because of Vala. Thank God for Vala. And now we've lost her. So, like, Vala's our new ancient. Like, our new, yeah. like, help us. <laughs> help, help us, us we're dumb. <laughs> uh, but this, yeah, it was fun. It was, I, I'm, I'm glad. These are the times where, not that I'm ever not glad, but I'm glad we had the podcast because otherwise I kind of just was like, what the fuck with this episode? <laughs> you know what I mean? I needed the chance to process it and laugh at it a yeah. little and be like, God, we're dumb. Yeah. But it was good times. Cool. I'm excited. So next up, we're going to be watching Stargate Atlantis Trinity. Okay. It's about the Trinity. Clearly, there's only two people involved. <laughs> yes, only two. And one of them's a duplicate. Um, <laughs> um, it's about a threesome. Okay. The end. Bye. Okay. Uh, guys, thanks for listening to us. Um, we'll see you next week with Trinity. Uh, until then, find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us at Facebook, There's No Place Like Terra. Email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Terra. Rate us like this, view us, where you find your podcasts. We love you guys.